I'm Larry Kraft. And I'm Abby Finnis. This is City Climate Corner, where we explore how small and mid-sized cities are tackling climate change and moving toward an equitable and sustainable future. Hey, Larry. Hey, Abby. So on today's episode, we are visiting the city of Goshen, Indiana, which if you are driving across the northern part of Indiana on I-90, it's about halfway through the state, and you will see a sign that indicates that it is the RV capital of the world. How did we end up in Goshen? Well, I reached out to a friend of mine that runs a nonprofit, Earth Charter Indiana, and I was originally thinking we would be talking about a different city in Indiana. I was asking for contacts, and he said to me, you know, based on what you all are doing, you should really think about Goshen. There's some amazing stuff going on there. And so he connected me to Paul Sturry, who is the father of Dylan Sturry, who we're talking to. You know, I really, I enjoyed this conversation with Dylan. I think he has a lot of really good energy and um, brings the wisdom of the youth to the conversation. One of the things I think that stood out to me is just how young people more and more are just aware of the climate impacts that are happening in their community. And he talks about having a couple of 500 year floods within a span of a few years and how that drives them to work with their city council. And I just, you know, continue to be impressed with young members of, of these communities. Absolutely. I also was, it was interesting to hear how he and his friends organized together and put together stuff. Yeah. I think you underestimate youth at your peril. Yes, for sure. All right. Well, let's listen to Dylan. Let's do it. Hey, so we're here with Dylan Sturry of Goshen, Indiana. So hi, Dylan. We'd like uh, if you could start by introducing yourself, telling us a bit about you. It'd be great. Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Dylan Sturry. I'm from Goshen, Indiana, um, and I'm 18. I've been interested in like climate change and stuff for a while mostly in part when I was younger, uh, to this guy sitting right next to me, my dad. But over time, you know, as I got older, I got more interested, you know. Luckily, I went to a school that really actually talked about these topics and didn't just, like, brush them off. I also also was lucky enough to have him as my seventh-grade science teacher, so that helped. Um, And, of course, you know, there's the Internet. The Internet kind of just, like, blew up when I as I was growing up. So I had, like, all of a sudden this infinite source of information that I could draw from. So I just started to realize like, oh, this is not a problem that can just be easily brushed off to the side. You know, it's, it's something that has caused problems like societal and health problems, and it's going to cause more, you know, it's, it's one of the, it's like a impending doom. And what do you do when you see an impending doom? You don't just stand there. Um, you, have, you try to do something to stop it. Great. Um, and why why do you think it's important for a youth to be involved in the effort to raise awareness around uh, taking action on climate change? Number one, it is very important for youth to be involved in the action against it because we're inheriting the place where that's being affected. And I mean, I don't think anyone wants to live in, you know, a world that kind of looks like Mad Max. You know, I like that's one main point that I push when talking to people my age. I'm like, hey, 
this is our place that we're getting next. Like, I mean, the people older than us are now is going to be here. It's going to be ours next. Do we want to live here? And do we want to have our kids and our grandkids living in that as well? My dad taught me, like, thinking about the seventh generation when I was very young. So you always think, like, two, three generations ahead of yourself. You know, you're never just, like, thinking about, oh, like, because, I mean, that's what that's what got humanity into this problem in the first place was only thinking about that time, those people in the now, not thinking about the future and the later generations. And number two, uh, it is very important for you to get into the discussion because we can uh, convince older people pretty well. You know, it's it's one of those little cheeky things that we have going for us. We are older people tend to feel bad for us, so they will they will vote in our favor usually. It gets the job done. So <laughs> no, it's it's all for the greater good. So they really see that. Oh yeah, this is theirs. One of the points that people have made to me when I'm speaking, um, older people, is like, you made me realize, like, oh, I have grandchildren here, and they're gonna get this. Like, it's it it's doing it for them. It's a very family oriented topic when speaking about it. So true. So Dylan, how have you interacted with the city, with Goshen? Have you been involved with stuff going on there? Yeah. So again, thanks to my dad, I've pretty much always been involved, you know, river cleanups and stuff, canoeing down a local Elkhart River, just pulling out various trash, which there's some bizarre stuff in there sometimes. <laughs> I think the weirdest thing was like a, like a huge oil drum. And I, like, I don't even know where it came from. That's besides the point, you know, been doing stuff like that. And then my sophomore year of high school, there was this youth caucus started at our high school. And originally it was just to get like people involved in more like the government, you know, getting to know stuff. And then there was a position implemented called the youth advisor in our city government. Like they get a legitimate seat at like city council. They get a name plaque and everything. It looks pretty official. The only thing is they don't get to vote, but they can definitely like weigh in on conversations and try to swing people. So they're basically supposed to bring the voice of the youth forwards. So my sophomore year, I joined that. It wasn't really much. It was, you know, it was like the baby phases. There's still like learning to crawl, um, you know, beginning to walk. Then my junior year was when it really started to take stride. A good friend of mine, Felix Perez Diener, he was the youth advisor we were like, okay, let's sit down and come up with a good idea on what we should do for this year. So we sat down with, I think at the time it was all like 30 to 40 of us in our gym. And we're like, okay, guys, what should we do? We'll take a vote. And uh, it was it was a pretty strong favor in um, coming up with like a climate resolution, you know, something to like try and better our city, leave a mark, especially because, you know, there's a bunch of seniors that were graduating. Next thing I knew, I graduated. It was something to leave a mark on the city and a change for good. We started out on that. We talked to the mayor and he came in and talked to us and he really wanted to be youth driven. So the resolution, other than like light edits and making sure all the legal things were right, was completely written by us students. We went into it. It was written. We're like, oh my gosh, we're so nervous. So we go to the city council meeting, hoping that it passes at least. We have like a whole presentation that we've been practicing for like the past week. Uh, so we all present. We weren't sure, actually sure what to expect from the results. Even the mayor wasn't sure at all. And luckily it got passed unanimously. So that was that was really cool. That was really cool. There is now a copy of it hanging up in the high school with all of our 
huge signatures, making sure everyone can see them. Um, and there's also, you know, it's now implemented into the city. 45 by 45 is what we called it in the resolution. 45% tree canopy by 2045. It's one of the goals of the city. So they're already making do on that, uh, planting more trees around because uh, more trees, less costs in heating or cooling. That's it's just it's really cool to see that all coming together. And I, I like I want to do more this year, but of course, or I guess it would be last year. I'm already a semester in the college. That's bizarre. I want to do more. Unfortunately, I got cut short because of uh, COVID and everything. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm really happy with uh, what happened that year. And I hope like this coming year and years in the future that my contributions and my friends' contributions can uh, help lead more activities and resolutions and you know other stuff that helps out the city in the future. That's really awesome. Um, are there more students who are kind of filling in behind you who are kind of picking up the torch and carrying that forward? Yeah, I, I'd say so. Uh, there was a few younger kids um, in the youth caucus that year. So they've, they've definitely, you know, picked up the torch a bit. You know, it's been a bit of a hectic year to say the least. Um, <laughs> so uh, um, they're, they're trying their best. Also, luckily, we have my little brother who's going into high school now. He's a freshman. I think he'll gladly go into that with open arms and basically you know try, at least at least i want to think he, he'll pick up where i left off me and my friends left off with him and his friends so it's cool to have like a bunch of younger siblings who are you know going in and can kind of take your place that's right yeah um beyond the the tree planting is there anything else that came out of that resolution what's happened with some of the other elements uh yes we wanted to make sure that it wasn't just like oh be green. Like it's not just like a blanket statement, but like ways to do it. One of the things that we really wanted to make sure is like, okay, understand what is coming out of Goshen because Elkhart County and Northern Indiana in general is notoriously, well, not even notoriously, we're like the, basically the world capital of RV manufacturing. You know, that's, it's not exactly the cleanest thing in the world, which is, which is where like a lot of our, a lot, a lot of our emissions come from is the RV industry. We, so we wanted to make sure we know what's coming out of those factories because, of course, there's certain standards, but there's also leeway and stuff. And we really wanted to make sure that we could tackle that. So we proposed a, a greenhouse gas survey, which is – it happened, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happened this past summer. That, that tells us so much already, um, what's coming out of those factories, what we can do better to mitigate them. Uh, it wasn't necessarily in the, I, I guess it was kind of in the resolution. It was more broad. It was like helping industries and businesses find cleaner ways to do things. Basically it was, it was more, it was one of our more blanket statement things within the resolution, except I like elaborated it more in the presentation. So as I said, there's a bunch of industrial and manufacturing in, uh, infrastructure here. You can't just shut that down because that would leave thousands and thousands of people out of jobs, you know, you have to think of a way around that. Um, and I proposed, hey, you have all this infrastructure here, you have all the manufacturing plants, you could just switch to producing renewable energy parts instead. Because Lippert Components, a very big, big company, which is just down the street from us, um, they produce RV parts. And it's basically the same process as producing other parts, you know, as for like solar panels or, you know, wind turbines. 
And so I brought that point up. I said, it's actually like, it's definitely more economically sound for you to do this. It'll cost you less money and make you more money in the long run. Coincidentally, a few months later, Lippert Components started manufacturing solar panel components after that speech. I like to take some credit for that, but... <laughs> but you get um, the commission, though? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it's, it's cool just to see that uh, those ideas are actually being taken um, seriously within the community. That's great. So as I was doing some research on Goshen, I noticed that one of the... It appears one of the impacts that's been seen there is some serious flooding over the past several years. Is that true? Have you experienced that? What are your thoughts on that? Flooding, yes. That is a very real problem now. So for the past two winters, actually, there's been serious floods, two 500-year floods. So then the first one... Yeah, in two years, two 500-year floods. It's, it's, it's insane, which makes you think just like, like think like how do people not realize this is being caused by climate change like if you say 500 year floods but they're same (laughs) but like just years 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 apart it's like okay whatever i guess we'll just have to have another one to prove it to you hopefully not because we're going into the winter right now and the year has already been crazy enough but yeah no we live on the water actually on the local pond so you know we'd see firsthand the flooding we got I think it was like two inches from our basement flooding and like our neighbors basements were flooding heaters ruined and stuff like that. So there's also a lot of mobile home parks within the Elkhart County area and Goshen area, especially one of them completely flooded. They had to go in by boats and rescue people, bring them out, have them up in churches and other places that were just housing people, you know, having other families' houses, uh, entire neighborhood flood. And that made school shut down for, was it a week and a half or something? Almost two weeks. Uh, Yeah, and kids still weren't showing up after that just because they didn't have anywhere to go or stay. And it was was a really tough time. And then it happened the next year again, uh, which also led to a crazy fog that closed school for like another week. It's just, it was, it's, been crazy to see the impacts that it has the first year it snowed a lot a lot a lot that year um and then all of a sudden there was a really warm day it all melted and it started raining and just i think it was like probably i want to say at least like 75 percent of our streets were closed just like completely flooded with water yeah the school was taken on water and like that's a that's a higher place in the the community too. It's like, it's not even in like a low area, but it was, it was really insane just to see that as well as people that I know just being impacted by that as well. And also looking out in my backyard and seeing the water just creeping up towards our door. Um, Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely like a scary revelation to see uh, happening within your community. Wow. What are you, what are you doing now in school? Currently I am home. But I attend UC Berkeley uh, in, uh, I'm majoring in bioengineering. Uh, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. I, my parents call it the UC Berkeley Goshen campus. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, a little bit cooler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, so I've been, I've been doing a lot of video calls over the past semester, uh, sitting in my room a lot, 
gets kind of tedious sometimes, but you know, it's, 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 it's definitely, it's still a good education. It's, it's definitely better than what I thought it would be. Say the least I'm excited to, you know, it's, it's a new, it's a whole new journey and it just, you know, makes me so much more excited to when I can finally get out there. But for the most part, it's, it's really fun, you know, getting to take classes that literally just blow my mind sometimes in comparison to, you know, uh, rural Indiana education sometimes, you know, it's, it's just a crazy shift in thinking. Wow. Imagine. Yeah. Well, I tell you, I can't imagine what you've experienced as a high school senior with COVID and then starting school during that time. So yeah, it's been a little crazy to say the least, but yeah, it's been, it's been a, it's been an experience. One that I will probably never forget. All right. I, th- thank you. Anything else you want to tell us? It's, it's been, it's been interesting. It's been an interesting year, interesting time in Goshen. I just, you know, I just hope that good can come out of what I did. Um, yeah, it sounds like it has. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of City Climate Corner. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to subscribe and give us a review. If you're able, become a monthly supporter through Patreon. As always, you can find more information on this topic and resources from each episode's guests on our webpage, cityclimatecorner.com. If you have an idea for the show, send us an email at cityclimatecorner at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. City Climate Corner is produced by Abby Finnis and me, Larry Kraft. Edited by me. Music by... King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.